This week on the Dockhouse Rugby Pod, we reflect back to 2020, where we were joined by St Helens prop forward and England international Alex Wormsley as he talks about his career in rugby league. Dave and Keith talk all things rugby league on the Dockhouse Rugby Pod. Good afternoon. Thank you for big coming on. Yeah, big out. <laughs> Jewsbury boy. That's it, mate. Yorkshireman yeah. in the uh, in the dark side. <laughs> Always yep. the other way around. No, you're, 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 you're over with St. Helens now, so you're all right. You're on the good side. Yeah. Uh, mm, oh, mm. tell me. I can remember, do you know what? I went to watch a 2020 game uh, a few years ago and watched Yorkshire versus Lancashire. Yeah. And bear in mind, St. Helens is Merseyside anyway. Yeah, yeah. But, um, Originally Lancashire, though. Yeah. But, you know, obviously they, they must follow Lancashire. And um, Yorkshire won. It was a great game. We all went in as a team. And um, I tweeted, oh, brilliant. What a game. Good to see Yorkshire beat Lancashire. The amount of abuse I got. Did you? <laughs> I got so, I Influx like, of abuse. I'll be Yorkshireman still. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, do you know what? I'll, uh, I like it over here. I've been yeah. over here a while now. Yeah. But, uh, so, originally, you was uh, Batley Bulldogs? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, yeah, so... Uh, so, what age did you get into rugby league? Oh, I probably started when I was... A, Nine, ten, you know, the typical kind of went to the local team. Uh, Francis Cummins, Lex Leeds Rhinos winger. Um, right. He, his wife, partner at the time, was um, she was one of the teachers at our junior school, yeah. and he come down and um, it was just due to Celtic had just started getting a junior team, so they they'd only ever had an open age team up until then, and um, they'd come to our school trying to recruit some numbers and went up from there and loved it, loved it. I mean, you know, it was kind of. No, I think like every boy's dilemma was playing football or rugby and um, you know, sort of playing game football on a Saturday, rugby on a Sunday, it comes to that point where we've got to do one or the other and uh, I was taking too many tendencies from the football into the rugby games and you know, you start hitting people off the ball at ten eleven <laughs> and naturally being a bit bigger than everyone else, I thought, you know, I best stick to the rugby and yeah, well, you know, it's just sort of that nat- you know, natural possession um progression from there, should I say. Yeah. Cool. So you was always quite quite tall for your age then. Yeah, yeah, larger, la, la, yeah, a larger child. Uh, I was quite overweight to be honest as uh, growing up, and um, I actually stopped playing for a while. You know, probably sixteen to eighteen, and um, yeah, I got, I got quite big. I was, I think, I was about twenty-one stone at one point, right. and being a little bit short than what I was now, and um, stopped playing, and you know, started playing again under eighteens, but. Um, to be honest, it's, it's, it's I say it's been a nat, a natural progression of, of sort of winged it, you know. This this professional rugby league career of mine, it, you know, I was never sort of at sixteen, seventeen wanting to be a, a rugby league player. Um, it was just never on the radar. I enjoyed sort of messing about with mates and training and going for a drink on a on a Saturday after a match at open age and went to uni and stuff like that and right. um, you know fell into this kind of game you know this one probably the um <laughs> the plan i had but um yeah. yeah just just like any 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 boy growing up in in sort of these working class towns you know find yourself playing in the sports team and were lucky enough to to go on and and be a professional yeah i, I sent a comment somewhere that said you made a remarkable transition into professional rugby league did, did I? Ma- I didn't make that, did I? Oh, it says, oh yeah, Alex Walmsley. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you was at uni. What was you studying at university? Quantity surveying. Quantity, right, yeah, yeah. So I, I, yeah, I mean, I, I went. 
I went to uni at 18. Um, I went to college and, and uni, and um, I'd, I'd never gone this scholarship or academy route. Like you know, I, I wasn't a good player as as a, as a child growing up. I was, you know, if I made the bench, I was, I was quite fortunate. You know, that's just you know the standard I was at, and um, sort of went to college, university, lived away, and you know, so I went from there. I had a bit of a growth spurt, 18, 19, and um, you know, I, I sort of put my career down to being quite an awkward person you know in a sense of I'm not the most naturally gifted uh, rugby league player in the world I'm, I'm far from it I'm, I'm probably just good at being awkward and being a different kind of size and, and uh, physique to, to your average players it's kind of set me aside and allowed me to, to progress that way And so I went to uni studied quantity surveying and, and that was going to be my uh, my life, you know, I was going to be a quantity survey after uni and then, you know, sort of go down that route and keep playing amateur on the side and uh, that would have been great for me. I loved it. I loved, I loved, absolutely loved it. I think playing amateur rugby and for Jersey Celtic are some of the best memories of, of my life and that's comparing them to the professionals because, yeah. you know, you meet your mates for life in, in, in those types of um, scenarios and I did that and, you know, sort of at uni going back playing uh, on a weekend um, yeah, and just, you know, chance at 21, 22, I, I sort of got offered a, a trial at Batley, um, which I was quite surprised at. You know, John Key was there and I was playing for the the Met side and they'd watched me there and um, I wouldn't say there was reluctance, you know, any reluctance from, from Batley to offer me anything, but I'd had offered from other semi-professional clubs in the past, but right. I, I didn't want to pursue it because I was enjoying my amateur rugby that much. I didn't want to commit to a contract. I wanted yeah. to, you know, if I want to, if it didn't work out, <coughs> be able to play with my mates on, on a weekend. I didn't yeah. want to sort of train at some professional outfit and not play rugby on, on the weekend. Yeah. You know, I, I didn't want that. And so Batley offered me a trial and, you know, worked out worked out pretty well. Yeah, it did. Yeah. yeah it did, it didn't. <laughs> that, that was sort of the, the start, yeah. I remember hearing at the time you was on the radar and, and on the lips of a lot of people before you came across and you signed for St Helens, um, you were you were one to watch out for, um, and you was earmarked, I think then, by probably probably by Ian McManus who would said, you know, we we've got this our, our, our eyes on this guy from Batley, uh, young up and coming stud, who's uh, <laughs> who's taking scalps, uh, being a bit of an enforcer on on the pitch, and you know you've done wonders with St Helens. Are you enjoying your time at the club? Yeah, I love it. I love it. Um, it's, it's it's been great, and you know you, you sort of go into Batley and sort of getting this opportunity to go semi-pro and and being a being a local team for me, Batley Bulldogs. And I, I knew lads there, you know, people like Danny Moore and um, you know good friends of mine and, and helped me transition to that semi-professional level. And when I sort of signed for Batley, you know, by no stretch of the means did I think I was going to play every week. I I thought this was going to be a bit of a transition you know take two or three years and I'll be a, a solid semi-professional player and um, and it didn't work out that way and again it probably comes down to my awkwardness you know it, was, it wasn't was my, my skill you know I wasn't sort of I mean your physicality awkwardness not your personality yeah both <laughs> <laughs> I think every rugby player is a little bit awkward one way or another that's part of the trade but um, yeah no it was just it was it was great and um, you know it, it was a strange year I sort of got this opportunity and Probably helped that Premier Sports was covering the uh, the Championship games at the time. Mm. I don't know if you remember, but yeah, yeah. So we used to play quite a lot of Thursday night games, and 
Um, you know, so you sort of getting a bit of recognition there, and and that that sort of I, I think helped. And um, I'd signed for, well according to the papers, I must have signed for about four or five different clubs that year. <laughs> no one, you know, and you did all this, and everyone kept saying to me, "Oh, you know, have you signed for these? Have you signed?" I'm like, no, I haven't. I'm just, you know, I'm just uh, enjoying it. And um, John Keir come to me one Thursday night. Um, he said, "What, what are you doing tomorrow, Cock?" And I sort of <laughs> said, "Well." I'm a student, John, so I won't be doing much. He went, oh, well, say, Ellen's, we'll, we'll have a drive over. They've, they've um, come in for you, and I'm interested in signing you. And I was like, brilliant. So, you know, me, John Keir, um, and a friend of mine drove over um, on, on, on the Friday. Um, we had looked around the change rooms, looked at the stadium. You know, it was, I think it was only a year old, the, the new stadium at the time. And I knew right then, you know, and they said, go, go away, have a think about it. They didn't even offer me, told me how much money it was going to be. You know, yeah, they yeah. just sort of said, "Go in, I will come back Monday," and they'd give me a contract Monday to sign. And that was it. Yeah, and I, I didn't even really look at the figures. It was probably the worst contract I could have signed. There was no negotiations whatsoever. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, <laughs> I'll sign it. You know, how good's this? You know, you get to play for Sir Allen's, one of the you know most prestige, prestigious teams in, in in not just England but in in the world. It's such a a massive club and. I always thought when when a club like St. Helens come come in for you, you don't you don't question that. Yeah, you you go for it. You got to get an opportunity, and it was funny. And you know, I had I had offers in the championship to stay and and probably earn three four times as much money. And for me, it was it was never part of that. It was you given an opportunity to play for St. Helens, who, and that was it. It was brilliant. You know, I thought yeah, let's go. And um, for that. You know, as as much as I didn't look at the contract and probably wasn't financially the best thing I've ever done, it was it was the best thing I've ever done because it started this this life of mine as as a as a Super League player, which has been unbelievable and so I'm very you know I'm very proud of and, and humbled to be a part of of such a great club. So it was um, it was a good day that. So you you never got to play at Nosley Road then? I never played. I never even got to visit there. So I was a Leeds Rhinos fan and. I had a season. Sorry? I was yeah. Unfortunately, I heard you. I'm just sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? They're the team I love beating the most as well. Is it now? Now, yeah, because um, just you know, having they, they had a few opportunities to sign with Leeds and you know never took it. So um, I always them, yeah. yeah. I mean, listen, I, I love beating them the most, but even <laughs> even more than we just to show them, <laughs> just to prove a no, point. Uh, yeah, I, 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 a little bit. Yeah, that's one thing I always get told when. You sort of speak to the you know your fans and you, especially the the older generation is the, the love knows your world the, oh, the atmosphere the there and, yeah. and it was just just something else and um, I think the, the atmosphere what we have now at um, the totally wicked stadium which um, is I think it's brilliant but mm. they say it's, it doesn't come anywhere close to what knows your world was like no I mean obviously knows your world was steeped in history with it as well. Yeah. And the fact that it was an all-standing stadium, yeah. apart, apart from the, uh, the there were there were some seats up above the boys' pen, wasn't there, in the in the in the other stand, but um, predominantly everyone was was stood there together side by side, shouting, singing, calling the ref, <laughs> and and you got come out the tunnel fr fr from the the top end of the, yeah. of the of the pitch under the sticks. It was it was a great atmosphere and. Um, Things move on. You you get to create the new history at, at Totally Wicked Stadium. We do, yeah. I, it's, I think it's took a while. I think there was a, a lot of bedding in. 
I can remember Eamon sort of saying after we beat Wigan one night and he said that's it now we, the atmosphere was electric that night I think it was around 2014 and we'd um, we'd gone through a bit of a transition period and we'd sort of you know the older generation of the Saints sort of 2006 you know iconic team we got these legends like you know Kevin Cunningham Scully you know Longy that sort of gone and it was at the new breed coming through and there was a lot of there was a big transition there as the, the club was going through and, and that night was sort of the first night he sort of speaks about when we, we've met our new ground our new home it's took two or three years but mm. you know but that, that bedding in is it, it's there now yeah, yeah the atmosphere is there the fans there and I love playing at home you know yeah. we, we, they sort of speak about Nosey Road and how they made it a fortress and that's always been a, a passion and a name of ours as a, as a team and we, we've sort of done that now and you know the, the the fans are a massive part of that. Not wanting, you know, opposing teams not wanting to come to our stadium, and and it's a nice stadium to play at. You know, you, yeah. you come in, and the change rooms are probably the best in Super League, and the pitch is one of the best in Super League. So it's always it's a nice place, but yeah. we want it to make it as as uncomfortable as we can. And that passion, what the fans bring, and, and you know the the atmosphere there is, is is a big part of that. Okay, having said that, obviously we're playing during COVID. Um, f- there's no fans there. Yeah, it's rubbish. How's, <laughs> it's it, rubbish. It's rubbish. It? it is. It. It really is. You know, it's 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 sucked all life out of it. Especially when you go out to warm up and you go out for the kick off. I think when you're playing and there's that, you know, when when you're in the middle of it, it's, there's quite a lot going on. You, you sort of you tend to be in the zone. Yeah. Um. So you can kind of go about it, but that when you're going out and it's just dead. It, you know, especially when you, you've been used to this now. I mean, I've. You know, gone from playing in front of 60, 70 people at Cronus Park for Jersey Celtic to, you know, playing at Wembley. Yeah, and you know, and 12,000 people every week at, you know, it's just, you know, at least at, yeah. at Saints, 12 to 18,000, and, you know, and 70,000 at Old Trafford. It's to then go from that back to nothing. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's rubbish. And, you know, it's, it's, it's a shame because the fans are the sport. Yeah. You know, without the fans. What, what you're working, walking up that tunnel, uh, that crowd must instantly lift you. Yeah. It's brilliant. And, and you sort of go back and me being a being a forward and being a prop and you stand on the back line from a kickoff and you've got the fans behind you. And, you know, it, it is, it is, it, it makes it, it gives you that extra 15%. It yeah. really does. And, um, yeah, it's rubbish. It is rubbish without them. Yeah. Hopefully, we can get them back in. You know, get them back in soon. But you oh, want them. So. You want them back in, right? As well, we don't come back in and hear about not allowed to sing and do this. You want them to get back in and that life be there and, yeah. and that that's, that heart and soul of it. And because yeah. that's what it's about. You know, you you don't want to be playing in front of ten thousand people if they've got to sit down. Silent and, clapping. Yeah, and you know, have a mask on and not yeah. show the passion. So hopefully, yeah. when they do come back, it's it's right. Yeah. And you need that fourteenth man sometimes, don't you? It helps. <laughs> it helps. It does. It really does. And you know, you you can think back to some. I love going to Warrington because our away following is is unbelievable. Yeah. The atmosphere, what they create there, and there's been some games where they've they've got us over the line, and and they do help. Yeah. They do. Um. You know, it's to say they don't have a direct impact on what's going on, but you know, they just just help you get through some some moments and. And does that make you want to play for the fans as well? Yeah. I mean, obviously, the, you're there to do a job anyway. Yeah. You, your own pride and, and and everything will want to get you over that whitewash, but... Yeah. The, 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 one thing you can say about fans is that they're honest. 
they're yeah. honest and if if you're going well they'll back you and they'll follow you but if you're going through a bit of a purple patch and as a team and you're not doing the right things they'll tell you as well and yeah. uh which you know comes comes with the territory done it mm-hmm. um you know i've i've vacuum them there's been aspects of the t- my time at saints where there's been quite toxic like quite a toxic feeling on on, on the pitch and you know the fans have been sort of disillusioned with with us as, as a team and, and you know that, that backing us because we're not doing what we should be doing on the pitch and that's it's not the fans fault we're not producing what we need to produce for for the fans and what they expect because there's a high level of expectation at our club and and rightly so we're we're a massive club so you know there's times when you've gone out and it's not been nice you know that feeling there and um those you know there was a time when it was quite a toxic feel and you sort of enjoyed away games more than the home games because you was coming to and especially if we didn't perform Mm-hmm. There was a bit of abuse and and not not nasty, but there was letting you know what 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 we was doing wasn't good enough yeah. and and it comes with the territory and and you know you need that that honest sort of that feel. But what I can say about the fans is when you when you're going great, they'll yeah. they'll tell you. You know, it's it's never just negative. But they're also your harshest critic. Of co- yeah, of course. And and but you know you don't have to win every single game to have the fans out. But you have got to show. A bit of willing and determination, passion, and yeah. a bit of passion, and that's all they want, don't they? And, yeah. um, if that ever drops, they'll let you know. Oh, aye. <laughs> <laughs> Send him back. Send him back. A long shite. I've had that a few times. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Send him back to Batley, the long shite. <laughs> brilliant, brilliant. So, as coaches go, you've been under, is it four coaches at, at Saints now? Uh, yeah, uh, Brownie, Kez, uh, Justin and yeah, now Wolf, yeah, for yeah. yeah. And how's Christian doing? Is he doing a good job? It's good. It, yeah, it, it's it's been really good. He's um, different to Justin. He's a, lot, he's a lot different to Justin. His approach, isn't he? he? He is and he isn't. I think he's just. I think it's more the personality. This this different kind of. You know, I can remember when I first met Wolf. I thought he's, he's serious. This man, <laughs> <laughs> he's a serious fella. But he's just you, got that intimidating face. He has. He? he has. Is you know the, the way he speaks and that demeanor about him, but. I don't buy it now. You thought you bet them walls down a little bit. Is mm-hmm. is 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 a great is is a great bloke, and um, the boys have really talked to him, and and he's talked to us. And there was a bit of a I think whenever a new coach comes in, there's there's a bit of sort of bedding in what needs to be taken. You know, got to take place, and he wants to get his systems across, and we've got to change a little bit. And, and you probably saw that at the start of the year and in, in our yeah. performances and the, and the results. But you know, we've sort of come back, and we, we're sort of you know. He's been great. It's sort of it was always tough, I think, for for Christians coming off the back of what Justo did last year, you know, yeah. and, and the year before. We've sort of come from being this record-breaking league-winning team and, and grand final champions, and you know, it's, it's you know, I, I suppose not. There's a lot of pressure for him, but you know, there's we're a good side, we're a good squad. We've got to make sure we keep continuing. And um, but he's come in and, and he's added little subtleties to our game, and I think we're better for it. Um, yeah. And you know, is is we're getting better every week with, with Christian as well. So I think we're still scratching the surface of of our full potential, and I feel feel that'll come in the next few weeks. Excellent, but it's exciting times. It, it is. is. It, it's mad. Oh, yeah. I think twelve months ago I was probably preparing for a grand final. We've still got eight weeks left. It's, it's mad, it's, that, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it is. It is. It's, Somebody uh, said to me the other day, like, oh, when it, my my uh, my daughter's boyfriend's just come out as a Warrington Wolves fan. Sorry, yeah, <laughs> me too. Uh, but I got Briers to send him a message. Yeah. But then I got Louis to do him one, and he said, 
Louise was brilliant. He said, uh, all right, son, if you, if you want to support Warrington, that's it. Um, but it's just years of misery. <laughs> but it's your choice. Um, oh, I think that's one thing you get with, with our sport is that as much as we want to beat each other on the pitch, there's always a bit of sort of, you know, there's respectful rivalry, I yeah. call it, between the clubs. Do you have any rituals on a on a game day? Is there anything particular that you you like to do? Or? Um, the I think as I've got older, I've kind of relaxed them a little bit. Um, the only thing I sort of adhere to now and I commit to is I listen to the same five songs before I go out for warm up. I have a playlist and I've listened to the music, but the last five songs I listen to are I adhere to. Tell us what they are. Or? Uh, yeah, um, Stone Roses. Resurrection into it's quite a <laughs> quite a weird list this by the way eclectic yeah um, into ACDC you shut me all night long into the Who Baba O'Reilly oh, into the Stone Roses again Sally Cinnamon right. that's one that's just been my last few years my ritual yeah I've, I've I've had it for a while now but I think that's the only thing I, I stick to now before I do so we have to do this I have to get this strapped at this time and yeah. make sure I get that mass out and listen to this, watch this, eat this, and I don't know, I think as I've got older, I got lazy with it all, I kind of stick to the I used to always have to put my left sock on first. I still do now, at right. home, every day. Left sock first. Yeah. Uh, and if my socks are inside out, I don't change them. If I put them on inside out, I have to stick with them. <laughs> oh, I've got nothing like that. Nothing that's, as bad as that. Just crazy. <laughs> that's OCD, you know. Is that's it? Just, that's, that's, yeah, it's <laughs> <sweet> intense. <laughs> so, so them tunes, what do they do? They just get you in the mood, get you ready? Get you focused. Oh, yeah. I, I want the ride of music. What gets me fired up and ready to, you know, knock someone's lights out. Mm. You know that kind of music. Music is. It? I think it's just whenever I hear them songs now, and, and that's how old I kind of might get a med on now. Mm-hmm. Let, let's just go out and you know make sure I'm, I'm ready to go out and do what I need to do, and it just gets me. Set. It's weird when when I hear the songs on the radio. I kind of like want to turn the radio off, <laughs> put a different song on because you sort of. I feel my mood changing right. a little bit. Okay. I feel my mood changing, and something you you just has that. I just sort of connect them now to to playing rugby. You're fortunate to to play in a, a couple of grand finals. Yeah. Um, what's that like? Getting there on on the day, getting ready, and then walking out on on, on that pitch in in front of everyone. Um, it's brilliant. The the hair stand up on the back of your neck, and I thought that was a bit of a bullshit cliche and they had everything people say that oh yeah stand up on the back of your neck how oh, does that happen <laughs> scientifically how does it work but it doesn't I can remember walking out in 2014 and then the fireworks go off and you hear the raw 75,000 people just just screaming and it's just it's incredible it really is and you sort of your heart's pumping and um un- unreal I know in 2014 I sort of come off the bench in 2014 and I never had that experience with that first sort of you know involvements of the of the grand final but I was lucky to start in twenty nineteen and um brilliant brilliant best best moments ever. You know that's why that's why you play don't you? Yeah, to, yeah. to to win things, you know, and they're they're the they're the things you remember. Do you get that same feeling the first time you played for England and Great Britain? Yeah. Because you're fortunate to again earn international honours um at, at your trade. Yeah. Yeah. It's um again uh, I think uh, <laughs> As I sort of signed for Saints and, you know, similar to I went to Bali, you know, I can't sign for Saints and, you know, Rush, was, Mike Rush kind of said to me, listen, you, you probably only play a few games and, you know, we'll send you back to Lone and Bali and you'll sort of lose you in. And um, I sort of just 
found myself at first in Beleficent, sort of from the, off the bat, there was a few injuries and I sort of got myself into the team and I've never been out since and so I thought, this is the pinnacle. And then as you start playing a few years and, and you know, and I started playing for it, you know, I was playing for it, well, all, every week pretty much and your targets tend to get higher and, you know, you sort of have a few good games and you're getting a bit more recognition and, and you're playing well and, yeah, I'm developing more as a rugby league player because I didn't know how to play rugby when I started saying so. I was like you said, I was big and awkward and clumsy. I didn't know how to play. But as I learnt these little sorties to my game and, and sort of advanced as a player and added a bit of, bit of hand-eye rugby coordination, <laughs> being able to catch and pass, you know, the basics as I learnt them. And yeah, you sort of hear about international honours and, and you say, oh, you, you know, you, are you going to try play for England? And, you know, I nearly played in 2015. I got injured in in the uh, semi-final playoff against Leeds so I had to miss out that year and I sort of think it was ever going to happen and I was lucky enough eventually in the 2017 World Cup to sort of make it and it was it was brilliant it was brilliant and something what I thought would never happen there was always so many near hits with, with the international honours sort of I'd come close but never sort of made it I had the injury in 2015 and in 2017 I went out for the Samoa test and didn't get picked so you know the 18th man then and and in the how, how, how did that make you feel? Hindsight, you know, I, I, I think I was better for it. Right. You know, you know, Wayne Bennett sort of, you know, he's got his critics, you know, especially over here. But as someone who's, who's played under him, you know, he's, he's brilliant in, in how he works and he, he tests you, you know, on, on a, he doesn't just see you as a rugby player, he wants to see how you are as, as a bloke and a man and whether you're right for this setup. He don't want to, you can be the best player in the world, but if you're not right for this team, then, you know, you're not a part of it and it's, it works you out and it tests you to see what, what you're made of and, you know, thankfully I sort of, I think I passed that test when you sort of land in Sydney on, on a Monday morning after a 24 hour flight, you're jet lagged, you're sort of having to get up to train and you sort of told him that first sort of meeting with him that you're not going to be playing, it was it was quite soul destroying really, thinking what am I doing here, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm missing out playing on a, on a game for Saints, you know, we had, we had a big game against Warrington and, um, you know, I've flown halfway to the other side of the world and, you know, my partner's pregnant and I'm just, my head was a shed and I thought, oh, well, I thought I'm going to show you then. You know, and I trained really well, I trained the house down and that then put me in, and he sort of said to me, he said, you'll be there in the World Cup, just make sure you're playing well. And, you so, know, so your attitude, <clears throat> how you handle that then, put you in great stead. I think in, so. In, in, in his eyes as well. Yeah, I, I think so, because there's, there's, there's an old saying what the All Blacks have, you know, no dickheads. You know what I mean, and, right. and you can be the best player in the world, but if if you're not a good person, you're not humble, and you're not willing to train hard and do everything you need to do, and then mm. you're not going to be a part of that setup. And that's you know, and Wayne's got a similar sort of ethos there. If you've got to be right for the team, you can't just be the best. Yeah, because if you are, you know, you don't work. You don't. The team's not a no round one person. It is it? You know, you, you sort of. You can't have a bad egg, you know, it's, it's like a cancer, you know, you can't have one bad egg in a team and it'll spread throughout and, you know, and that's what happens to you, you sort of, your teams when you've got bad people in there, you know, mm -hmm. you need to make sure everyone's on, you know, singing off the same hymn sheet and, um, but I missed out then and, and, you know, I sort of come back for the World Cup and I was supposed to make me, <laughs> my debut against Australia in the, in the World Cup opener and I got cellulitis in my leg. Right. I got cellulitis in my leg, like five, I thought, I'm, I'm cursed here, I'm not going <laughs> to play for England, it's never going to happen. Um, yeah, I was in a pretty bad way, you know. I was, I was on intravenous, and I think you know it's my. Because it can get quite serious, so like it's can't it? Yeah, I mean, we, we joke about it now. Me and the doc, when we spoke, Roxy sort of said, 
and you know you was pretty close to going to hospital there you know and I can remember Brooks had sort of set up this medical room in, in this in the hotel in in, in one of the, um, the his bedroom in his his hotel room we had like drips hanging off the off the curtains and I was in on intravenous I was on all these antibiotics for seven tablets four times a day just trying to get this bug out of me because I was trying to get me right for the um, Australia game but mm. it was just was never going to happen it was never going to happen so it was it was a pretty bad one my legs sort of swelled up twice the size of what it normally was and he sort of said he was lucky you know he was lucky there yeah. was was so close having to to take you in but thankfully you know I shook it off and I made the debut the week after against Lebanon and it was it was brilliant you know standing there and singing the national anthem and um, stuff what you know one of the proudest moments of my life really was excellent speaking about injuries it's you're playing Warrington it's 2018 talk us through that game yeah it was um, what what it's never ideal, but you know you, you sort of pick up a bad one, and, and that was that was a pretty bad one. I remember sort of I'd come off the back of a World Cup, uh, off the World Cup, and you know I had a few little niggles from that from the World Cup, and I didn't get much of a pre-season. I was probably unfit at the start of Super League, but you know you kind of have into you ch you're chasing your fitness levels, and I think it was round five for Warrington, and I was still not quite there. And you know through fatigue, I've I've made a an uncharacteristic tackle. What I've, you know, I've never done in my career, probably never do again. But I've tried making a tackle, and uh, I've come out pretty bad. And sort of, in a way, thankfully, you know, I was a bit concussed because I got brought off. But you know, if I wouldn't have got brought off, I'd have kind of just, you know, you would have tested it out. Check it off, you know, yeah. see, let's see what it is. And um, yeah, obviously, we would sort of scanned it a few days later, and you know, I had a double neck fracture, which you know isn't isn't the news you want to hear on on the Monday. Would sort of. I think we played on on the Friday night. We'd sort of see how it was Saturday. We'll see how we, you know we thought it was a whiplash. We thought it was whiplash. You know I had, I had some nerve issues, but you know I think none of us ever predicted what you know what was going to happen. And we sort of went for a scan on the Monday. Come, we'll just make sure everything's everything's right. And let's make sure there's nothing sinister going on. And you sort of get off the MRI bed and you sat in. Well, yeah, you know, been on the you know I've had MRIs. So I'd, you know, 20, 30 MRIs, you know, you sort of get, get the results a few hours later and you get, get your clothes back on and yeah. off you go. And as I was getting off, my phone was ringing and it was it was Millsy and he sort of said, you know, the physio, he said, I went, hi mate, you all right? He went, yeah, listen, don't panic, but, you know, you broke your neck. <laughs> I went, what? Shit. Don't panic. Don't panic, yeah. <laughs> what, what, that? <laughs> don't, don't panic, but you've just like, broke your neck. Well, what, 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 what do you mean? I'm, I'm thinking I've been driving around all weekend. I've just sort of, you know, I was, I was, you know, Atticus would have been, you know, five, six months old. So I'm doing, you know, my fatherly duties. I'm driving around, and um, he went, yeah, you know, it's um, there's an issue. We need to get you braced up. We need to take, send you for a CT scan. Make sure there's, we know exactly what we're dealing with. Um, I thought that was it. I thought, fucking, hell, my world's ended here. You know, you sort of all the stigma what comes with it, and I'm thinking. Am I gonna be right? Am I, you know, it, as mad as it sounds, even though I'd been walking for, you know, three or four days, I'd done all what I need to be doing. I thought, yeah, but the, the oh, reality is be, now, yeah. you know, you've got a broken neck. It's is it gonna be serious, yeah. isn't it? Is I, am I gonna be paralyzed tomorrow? Is something gonna happen where I think is something gonna move and is it gonna to touch some some delicate structures and you know affect my life, not just as a rugby player, but as as a man and as a new father and all these emotions hit me and you know I, I, I was shitting myself. You know, you you go for this. Um, 
you know, went to Liverpool Royal for, for this CT scan. You know, we had to go to the nearest place and that was an experience in itself. You know, I'm sat in A&E with a broken neck for six hours waiting to get seen because, you know, bless the NHS, they're under some stress at the minute. And, mm. you know, I saw the other side of that, I've, you know, and, you know, we get this CT scan and, you know, get it done. And, yeah, it was it was, it was pretty bad one. You know, I'd, I'd sort of done it over, t- over two fractures. I'd cracked my C6 and I had a C7, for, you know, fracture as well. And the disc was, was bulged and ruptured. So it was... I think at the time I'd sort of downplayed it. I was kind of just sort of thinking, yeah, we'll just it's a bone, it'll heal. And it was always quite positive on, but it was it was quite uncertain times, at, you know, at the time. And going for the surgery, um, getting getting the um, the operation and things like that, there was there was a lot of unknowns. Um, thankfully, I've sort of made a, a full recovery, you know, and I was always aiming to get back that year. And one thing you can't do is you can't cheat time and and. I can remember going back to see John, who, who was the surgeon, and he said, "We laugh about it now, but you know, I'd gone back eighteen months after I'd been playing for twelve months, and that, he sort of kept me under his watch for twelve months just to keep an eye on the neck, do a few X-rays, make sure everything's yeah. still as solid as it is, all the cage is fine, and all, all the structures there are, are bedded in as they should be." And on the last one, just before John sort of. Um, release me or whatever you know from his from his watch he kind of said you know I remember watching that first game and I was shit myself for you because you know as a, the science was there you know we'd, we'd done all the right things we'd, we'd done the, the operation in theory you know your neck is as strong as ever you've got four screws at the front you've got four screws at the back two plates a cage he said it's rock solid it's like reinforced concrete but I've never had some have that injury and go back to contact sport or even any kind of sport. Yeah. You know, this is a you know, an injury where you see on, on a jockey or a motorcycle accident, someone's been thrown off a bike and you know, you don't see it in sport, these injuries and so Normally they they are career ending injuries, it, aren't they? Yeah. And um he said it never you know he had to put <laughs> all this trust in the in the faith and in in the theory, but it was it was a known entity for us all and um, So you've got a cage in your neck now? I've got a cage. I've got a cage where my disc should be, and four, four, uh, four screws on a plate at the front, four screws on a plate at the back. Wow. It's um, yeah, the X-ray is pretty mad. I'll show you. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's pretty mad. What's going on? So so first game back then after after that, how how does that go? What's going through your mind at that point? Um, that was the hardest part. I think the rehab itself was 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 pretty easy in terms of I had to let the bone heal, mm-hmm. and we had to let everything fuse. And be solid and everything reinforced and as it should be um what i wasn't preparing for was the mental side of it mm. and that that was the hardest bit so I'd, i had the year out was trying to get me back on that year which was was never gonna happen you know but it was kind so, of i needed that. the wife would let you get back no. that early <laughs> <laughs> and I, I needed that false hope just to keep me motivated and keep me going i'll, I'll give myself a name and let me get me back for this year and um you know obviously it was never gonna happen but we always had, we spoke about it and we come to the the um, I was I think we played Wigan in a friendly. It was my first game. I'd done all my contacts. I'd done all my progressions, and but you can't replicate a game in training. You yeah, know, a yeah. game's completely different. And last time I'd sat in the change rooms, you know, I'd come out with a broken neck, and that was the reality of it. And that was what was going through my mind going into the game. And um, it was it, it was terrifying. It was terrifying. I'm sat there and I'm thinking, all oh, I don't care. What, all I want to do is sit in this change room after the game and be fine. You know, and that's all I was thinking before. And I went to see a psychologist a few weeks leading up to it. 
and I didn't want to talk about it. <laughs> we talked about everything but the sort of this oncoming game, what I was going to be a part of again. And um, yeah, but I was I was I was probably scared for the best part of six months being back into the season. So you know, and rightly so. And it's bold that you can talk about that now and, and admit that that, that gone on. But like you say, it is. It's it's not. It's not a, a ligament tear, is it? It's no. that, that's that's what you, you sort of do. I want to do this. That was the question which I was asking myself all the time. And yeah. you know, I had um, you know Atticus would have been nearly eighteen months. You know, we had another one on the way not so long after. So yeah. I was a new dad. You know, is is it worth the risk? And you know, there was always that feeling of I'm not done. Yeah, I know I'm not done. That gut feeling telling me that I can I can do this and I can keep going, but. It was terrifying, you know, every time I went into a game, I was worried. You know, thankfully, as soon as the ball kicks off and you're sort of in and amongst it. The adrenaline kicks in and... Yeah, boom, and there's enough going on, that's it. You, you don't really have time to stop and think about it, but you know, every time you're in a bit of an awkward position, it, it comes back and you're sort of thinking, let me, get, let me get my head out, let me get, you know, safe. And and that went on for a while, you know, and, and thankfully, as as the games and, you know, the more contact he had and the more tackles and the more drives and everything else... It, it sort of eased and eased and eased and to the point now where it's it's very much in the back of my mind. Every now and again, it'll it'll come back like a bear just sneaking around the corner. But um, <laughs> you're beasting it at the minute, mate. Anyway, <laughs> you are beasting it. Um, you you know you'd never think that anything like that had gone on, and you know you're having a phenomenal season uh, up at St Helens, and it's it's great to watch. Yeah, um, you're just throwing them off like swatting swatting bees. Sometimes. <laughs> No, it's, I, I think that was what I was adamant on as well, is that if I come back, I come back right. I don't sort of change how I play. I don't change, you know, my, how I approach the game. You know, I play in a position where there's going to be a lot of contact. There's going to be a lot of big hits and big collisions. I can't go into tackles and drives, you know, half-assed or half-hearted. No, that's when you're going to get injured, isn't it? I want to make sure to... I'm right, yeah, yeah. You know, if I'm not... 100% committed to these games and I'm going to play again then I might as well retire because yeah. you know that's that's me done you know there's there's no point me coming back and, and not being who I was before um, but yeah you know thankfully that's it's, it's kind of you know there's a little bit of nerve issue you know I'm, I'm a bit weak on my left side because of, of, of the nerve damage but other than that I've, I've had no sort of real effects in terms of how I've been able to come back and, and play, you know, I've, I've lost a bit of net movement. I can't look up that high anymore. So you never be a sniper. This is it. no, <laughs> never. You know, thankfully I'm six foot five and I can see on the top shelf anyway. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, so there is aspects, you know, and there's you, you loss of movement and things like that. But thankfully I've been able to, to return and, and and play a, a standard what I'm happy enough to keep doing. Yeah, like I say, you, you're having a phenomenal season, mate. You, I mean, the team is as well. I mean, obviously not the Challenge Cup. But. No, thanks, Ron. Uh, I think it's, it was a slow start. You know, I think for for me and, and, and the team, I think it was a slow start. And, you know, and that's, like I spoke about earlier, some of that's probably a new coach coming in and you're sort of bedding, you want to learn each other and, and now he, he wants you to play and how the team to play. And, um, you know, I think the lockdown probably, you know, as, as much as disruptive as it's been to our sport and, and the world, it's it's been crazy and this, this COVID, but... It, it gave us an opportunity as as a team to sort of freshen up and come back with with 
you know, a reignited feel and and, and drive again mm-hmm. for, for our team. And all, all the training's currently back at the club at the minute now, isn't it? You just yep. you're still in that like bubble at um, Totally Wicked Stadium. Yep. So all your training, your meetings, and everything is done. There's whereas before we used to it was up at up at Cowley, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. So what's that been like? It's been great. I think what it, it's added, it's been exciting. So you you've sort of gone. You know, COVID's hit. We don't know what's going on. We don't know if the game's going to survive. You know, all these emotions. But all we know is we can control is is how we prepare ourselves, so how we come back. And we've got an honest group, and we sort of say we'll train hard. And you know, what we thought was going to be a four week lockdown obviously turned into eight weeks. And lockdown's finished, but the sport's not coming back, and we're still waiting and waiting. And we train pretty hard. And and one thing I've I've learned is I, I need people army to train. You know, and uh, you know, the, all those sportsmen athletes who can go out and train by themselves and, and you know massive respect to you I need people around me you know and I trained I trained really hard and but it, it was a gruel you know getting up in the morning to try and take me down take myself to, to a field and, and flog myself and do some weights after you know when you used to sort of having 25 other blokes around you and yeah. playing games and you know doing what you've done as, as a kid because you've enjoyed it all your life to this side of it of 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 individualized training was was tough and it's a team sport it's a team mentality isn't it you know yeah. you, you you grow together you play together you you play. drag each other through it all yeah. and uh, yeah and, and, and so to have that taken away it was tough it was really hard harder than i thought you sort of at, at first you thought right. and then you got the first week of doing the the video log on the saints that's uh, right yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. For a run. yeah. <laughs> it was it was funny i, I was kind of um Trying to hide. I went back to Yorkshire, so right. uh, me and Simone are lucky enough to have a, a bungalow at, at Simone's parents, where we've got his own little space. And right. it, yeah, it, it was tough, but I got a lot out of it. You know, I trained, I trained really hard, and, and everyone did. And to come back then, and new gym set up in the stadium, got his own little. It was exciting. You know, everyone was buzzing, and those first few weeks training was as good as trainings I've ever been involved with because everyone was right. was was fresh. You know, was sort of anyone had little knocks, and there was a few of us had niggles and. Oh, you're never going to win to a game at 100% fit when you're playing week after week after no. week so that recuperation period yeah. I bet that was really good yeah it was best I'd felt in, in 10 years it really right. was and you'd sort of like I said gone from this this week and week relentless sort of bashing each other and when you've gone on an international tour like you know gone to the, the GB tour which was a tough tour you know and gone into that with a couple of knocks and you're coming back with a couple more knocks and then you're sort of having only two or three weeks off season before you know what you're back playing again in Super League you're sort of never given that opportunity to let your body do what it does best and mm. and recover naturally and that this has, has given us that opportunity which and you mix that into an honest playing group what we have at Saints who, who've trained hard on their own and, and come back in as good shape as we could imagine it's probably why we're doing what we're doing on the pitch and how well we're playing. Top of the league. We're going all right. We're going all right. Let's <laughs> that's, that's stay there. <laughs> so, typical working week then for you as, as, as a rugby league professional. What, what's your what's your working week like? Um, uh, it, it varies on, 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 on the fixtures and the schedules. Um, you know, if you're going from Friday to Friday, we kind of come in on a on a Monday. You know, we have a, a full day, sort of do weights on the morning, um, bit of video, review the last game, you know, a few meetings. We'll have us dinner and we'll come back and we'll do a, a field session in the afternoon. Tuesday, similar kind of setup again. You know, we'll do field in the morning, big intensity session. So our, our, our training is sort of scheduled is we build our intensity up through the week. Right. 
So, um, you know, Bundy's very much about clarity. My, you know, your, your sort of subtle skills, a lot of skill-based training, um, individual kind of training, you know, props over there, you know, your forwards are one backs doing this, very little full-team stuff. On a Tuesday, the intensity goes up and we do very much game-related training set for set. Um, and we build up that up till we cut to captain's run where we get his final run through and, and obviously play then on a Friday night. Mm-hmm. Oh, so, so the captain's run, what what is that? So captain's run for us is just, you know, it comes, you know, I believe it's, you know, the age old captain takes a session. So Robbers would take the session, which doesn't really work like that anymore. It's still, <laughs> the coach still does the session, but we still call it the captain's run. So yeah. we'll, we'll do a little bit, so we'll, we'll focus on little areas, you know, we'll do some edge stuff, you know, where we've got two teams just doing game related things that are quite specific to our opponents right. and finish with some set for set kind of, Finishes, you know, get our good ball sets on yardage sets and put them into practice. What we'll hopefully take into a, a successful game the night after. You've got James Graham back. What's that like having him back in the team? He's brilliant. Jam is brilliant. He is. He is. To lose Tomo was was tough. Um, he, you know, obviously world class player. One of the, you know, I've been out on record and say he's going to be one of the best in the world, and I still believe that. I think he's he's had a bit of a tough time and. At Canterbury, since yeah. you know this season, they've not seen the real Tomo yet. He'll go over there and he'll kill it. But to lose someone of of Tomo's caliber and in the way it happened it was disappointing, obviously for for us as, as a team. But you know, you, I can remember Wolfie giving us a ring. was sort of two weeks before we was back in training. And he was saying, um, you know, we've got an opportunity to bring Jammer back. What what are your thoughts? And I said, <laughs> there's nothing to think about. There's get him he's, he's brilliant you know I've been lucky enough to play with him at England and, and GB and mm-hmm. I know the passion what he brings to to the teams and it's the scouser in him isn't it well, he's, yeah <laughs> oh, he's, an angry, he's an angry man <laughs> he's an angry man <laughs> uh, not so much angry off it but on, on the pitches oh, yeah. oh he's off I'm, I'm thankful I've never played against him always <laughs> with him <laughs> he gets into you but he um He's been, he was brilliant he said he's, he's, he's excellent you know he's, he's a world-class player he's been one of the best front rowers you know, our game scene, I think he's been the best English forward, you know, especially in my lifetime, you yeah. know, easily the best prop forward with what we've ever produced. So mm-hmm. to have the opportunity to come back and, and sort of fill that void in, in a year where everything's different, I don't think the team who's going to win Super League this year is necessarily going to be the best skilled team. It's a team who can who can deal with all the adversity and, and the shit what's going on elsewhere. Yeah the disruptions due to positive tests and, and other thing aspects and uh, you know your, your short turnaround your midweek games the team who can deal with all those kind of aspects is going to be the team what's going to lift the trophy at the end of the year yeah. and I, I suppose that's the, the, the depth in the squad as well yeah yeah no rightly yeah and you know, we've, we've got a good good depth in the squad and you know having someone like Jammer who can who can drag us through those those times and lead lead as, as he does and um, as he's done for all his life, you know, he, he was he's, he's been huge for coming back to us. You know, he's, he's been he's filled that void and and he's given us a bit more. He's given us give us that voice and that leader and, and someone who's gonna, you know, and, and I can you can see it in the opposition's eyes when they're coming up against coming up against Jammer. You're like, it'll get into you. You know, he's you know he's 34, 35 now. He's, he's probably not. He's, the, he ain't got the same physical attributes as his twenty five year old. He's vocal enough the other week when he's saying, "You get the ball and run at me." No one, no one backs that. You know what I mean? No, 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 no one's ever seen, No, he doesn't. He's, he's excellent. And he rattles. You know, he rattles people and gets into them. And 
he's been awesome. You know, I'm so I was so happy to play with him at international level. He's someone I've always looked up to. Yeah. To be able to do it now week in week out at Saints and in what could be his last year is is, is huge. And you know, hopefully we can we can do a, you know do him do him well and finish with a bit of glory. I thought you didn't like him because when you stuck the head on him last week, <laughs> cut him open. He said, to me, <laughs> he, me, he went, what did he say? He said, oh, yeah, he come in with stitches on. He went, no, it was you. Went, what do you mean? He went, you give me that. I went, well, well you had buttoned me as well. It's not one way straight here. We're both cladded together <laughs> just because I ain't got, you know, soft skin and, you know, needed stitching. No, no, because I'm harder than you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which I said behind his back as he was Ob- walking obviously, off. Obviously, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, see, out of hearing distance, yeah. is, is there any particular players or particular team that you don't look forward to to play no um but you won't want to say that on, on camera like yeah no i i think there's obviously stadiums and, and grounds which are a bit rough and, and ready and you know you sort of go to your wake fields and you know it's old school to mm. the least and the change rooms aren't great and you sort of get used to this real i won't say luxury but you know nice sort of facilities what we have at Saints and that's, that's always tough you end up in the sheds <laughs> yeah you do it but you, you sort of get this all right well you know this getting get out mentality you know you know um, seeds that's getting get the job done and get it out you know and that, that spurs you up so there's always a motivation no matter where you're going to and cast is always tough you know the, the jungle they're always on you you know yeah. and the fans are, are, are somewhere else um they're, they're just I, I did play there, and it's called the academy now. But when I played, it was called the District Development Association. Right, and you could play for like your your club and and, and there as well. Um, we, I played up there. Yes. It was fairly new pitch. I still got a scar on my arm because there was no grass on the pitch. <laughs> it was like play. I, pl- I remember play, I played in France. And that was the same. It's like sand, like yeah. dust, uh, and and that was pretty similar there. It's yeah, so it's rough and the uh, the jungle. The, the fan, or the, the one year, I can remember going back, <laughs> I'll never forget, there was this, this bloke, he must have been about 30, 35, and he had his, his lad round him, so he, well, so he had his arms round his lad, his lad must have been about eight year old, um, and we'd just scored, we'd gone into the wheel, and I think was was beating him, was, was, over the years, we've, we've created a bit of a rivalry with Cass, uh, as, as a playing group as well, they want to beat us, and we want to beat them, ever since that sort of 2017 sort of semi-final, yeah. we've, we've always wanted to beat them, and they want to beat us, and there's a bit, always a bit of animosity there. And we're, we're doing our right, we're beating him, and I go back, and this fella, and he's looking at me, and you effing scouse, C-U-N-T. And I was like, mate, I'm from 10 minutes away, I'm from Dewsbury, <laughs> what you're on about? And he's got his lad round him, like, yeah, and you were this, you were cheating, and I'm thinking, you're something else, you're something, you actually hate me, <laughs> you actually hate me. And, he, I, and he's breeding it with his, his yeah, eight-year-old. Yeah, well, he's eight-year-old's giving me the same, and I'm thinking... You can't, you can't win, can you? You know, yeah. I thought he's calling me a scouse, this scouse. I thought, well, man, I'm ten, 10 minutes away. Yeah. But I'll, I'll never forget that. He's just a passionate cast fan, though, I suppose. Oh, man, yeah. I don't want to time over the same yeah, bush. But. No, I, I had an uncle, and uh, he's passed away now, my uncle Brian. And I always remember how Paul he, he did his eulogy at, at his funeral. And he said, my uncle Brian was a Liverpool fan and a Saints fan. And in all the time he supported them, they never lost the game. They were cheated. <laughs> the referee stole it from them. The other team. <laughs> Rightly so. Yeah. yeah. No. It's passion. Do, do you know what? And, uh, do, do you know what? I think rugby league fans in general are great, aren't they? You know, yeah. they have your passion. You, you want your team to, to win as much as you want anything, but you can sit next to a, 
you know, a fan of an opposition team and, and there's not that hatred there, I don't think. There, there, it's, there's obviously no, there's, this feeling. There's, there's banter, there's rivalry. I mean, yeah. I'm on the other side from you because, well, I suppose you did younger years, but you go to like a Challenge Cup final. Yeah. And it could be, you know, let's say it was, it was Saints and Warrington. But you'd have Cass fans, would, yeah. Salford fans, you know, f- from all the, the rugby team yeah. fraternity, uh, having a drink in the pub, having a sing song, having a game of rugby in the car park with, yeah, a, with yeah. a tin can, yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, there's not that, that level what, of though, which which you, you see in others like football, you know, and and it, uh, for me, the, the, there's passion, and then you know, there's there's two or five, and I've never understood this this hatred of of wanting to hurt, you know see someone and you think I want to hurt him because he's wearing a different colour shirt to me. Yeah, yeah. I've never I've never grasped it. I've never no. understood it. And yeah. thankfully in rugby league, we, we don't really have that. No, there's always a, there's always a minority and there's always one. But and I suppose that's the same in football. It's always a minority what you hear the loudest. But you know I think our, our fans are, are great in that. And and I suppose it might come back to it's being this working class sort of family feel and we sort of look after his own. I don't know if that's part of why we can. As much as you are a different team, you know, we, we look yeah. after our sport, and you know. I think we let you look do the violence on the pitch for us. So. Yeah, maybe <laughs> <laughs> it is. You know, you, you see the violence on the pitch, but off it, everyone's quite, you know always quite, uh, you know, respectful of each other. You yeah. know, to an extent, there's always the, the banter, like you say. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it is you go and knock seven seven bells out of each other, but there's always like a well, it's an elbow. I know. Yeah. Now, isn't it? Cats, oh, it's just it's <laughs> doing me head in. We're getting, well, we're what getting, gets me is you're tackling each other, you're lying on each other, bleeding, breathing, it's but then everybody's like, yeah. just and, and that's what we get fired now if we celebrate a try. So this is this is why it's, it's all coming. So at first, I don't know if you remember, we kind of you know you're scoring tries, you're celebrating as normal. Yeah, I mean, I had a few positive tests and the half are gone right now. We're clamping down and everything, track and trace. Anyone sort of you know you can't celebrate your tries. Like, right. what, do you, what do you mean you can't celebrate your tries? This is You've sucked. It's all been sucked out of us anyway. There's no I, fans there, and and it's it's hard. It's hard, and you sort of score a try. And I was thinking, what well, what if, what if we'd gone to Wembley and scored the winning try at last minute? You're telling me I'm not going to jump all over my mate. Yeah, you know, yeah. you, and, and you're not loud, and you're I, getting fined. I, I, I did down. notice that change. I think a couple of weeks ago, I think uh, Aaron Smith scored, and I thought, why is nobody running over to him? Congratulate him. Oh, no he's a young kid coming up. No one likes him. Oh, is that really? <laughs> <laughs> no, but you're right. Yeah, yeah it, it's sad. It's sad, and. Yeah. You sort of the, you know, I can you know I was, one of the things whoever scores try make sure you get there everyone's getting in last yeah. one there sort of stinks you know what I mean let's <laughs> make sure we get around you've yeah. we've scored yeah you know we'll, we'll, let's celebrate it but it's um, you know they're slowly sucking it all out of us you know it's Sad. a shame it is it it's is a shame it's a shame right before we go I uh, I did this with with, with Louis as well uh, seeing as you're a Yorkshireman how Yorkshire are you right okay <laughs> see if we can get these. Uh, I'm going to give you some words. You can tell me what they mean. So it's, right. it's slang like Alice. How are we spelling it? A double L U S. A double L U S. Can you use it in a sentence? Yeah. Uh, no, you probably uh, get away. <laughs> Alice. I, I will. Alice love you. Always. Yeah. Always. <laughs> Alice. Alice. Is it Alice? Alice? Uh, uh, I'm, I'm questioning that one. Okay. We'll question that one. Uh, arse end. Arse end. Yeah, somebody's an arse end. You're an ass end, you. Well, it's an asshole. Idiot. Idiot. Yeah. yeah. A beck. A beck. Yeah. A beck is a stream, apparently. Huh? Uh, Booits. Oh, uh, yeah. Booits. Yeah, boots. Boots. So that's 12 Booits with a two-piece ah. bulk, yo. <laughs> no, it. Uh, chuddy. Chuddy, chewing gum. Yeah, there you go. Um, a cog. Someone give you a cog. A cog? 
on a cog one of the um no on the bike and they give you a cog oh backy yeah is it no <laughs> yeah, it's a yeah. Like, what would you say for a backy a backy a backy that's yeah, it a backy yeah. yeah faffing faffing messing about yeah uh, gip gip yeah gip thought of it makes me gip oh sick yeah, yeah. being sick lass our oh, lass easy our lass uh if you had a monk on yeah it was angry okay Misen. myself snap it's not food. Yeah, yeah food. It's, a, it's a fodder. Um, we've got water. What water? Weirs. Weirs? Yeah. Weirs that. Where's where? Yeah. Uh, yam. 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 Go home. Go home. That, that's, 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 that's Whitehaven though. Is it Whitehaven? Yeah. Or is, it is it? Yeah, I'm sure it is, isn't it? Uh, yonder. Yonder, over there. Over there. Okay. Well, let's see how some tellings you are. So, if I was to tell you I had a, an half knacker... An half knacker. I'd say I've got to get it checked out. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently it's a house brick, which is good for lobbing. Right. Throwing. Um, before you ask me, do you know the answer to all these before you... you yeah, yeah, I, I, knew, I knew most of them. That, that, them. Them Yorkshire ones, I'm not... A bit dubious. Yeah. You can't trust Wikipedia, can you, no. really? Yeah, okay, we'll, it. we'll put it into the Stewards Enquirer. Corporation Pop. Well, it's water. Water. But, well, that's, that's is that same? That's, yeah. yeah. Yeah, okay. Do you know what a moggy is? Moggy. I've heard that one. I have heard a moggy. Is it some sort of sarnie or something like that? Something? It's a mouse. A mouse, yeah. yeah but in Liverpool, it's, it's different. But I think a moggy's a spider in Liverpool. Right. Uh, lobby. Or oh, lobbies. Not like this. Hot pot with loads of crust on. Oh. That's a bit pointless, isn't it? Yeah. Isn't that like a stew? Yeah, it's a bit like a stew, yeah. Uh, roaming. Roaming. Going about. Yeah, roaming, roaming about. Roaming about. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what a split is? Yes. Is it... Um, fish and chips is that fi- no 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 it, it, it's in the it's in the what the crowd sing every week Louis didn't get this split split um, split fish and curry yeah fish and chips the split is chips and peas chips and peas yeah, yeah. I knew it was something to do with chippy fish and chips chippy, yeah. do you know where Tatty Eve is Fatty Eve yeah um, do you know what Pimmies was Pimmies isn't that what you drink at the Grand National Pimmies <laughs> oh that's Pims Pims <laughs> P- Pimmy's was a pie. It's not instant tellings anymore. It was a pie shop, but right. everybody uh, fettled. Oh, I've I've heard this one as well. I fettled it. Go on. Fixed. Fixed. No, yeah. I haven't got that. Mert. I like mert. Mert. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That's that's my quiz. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, yeah, it was a rubbish quiz. Thanks. <laughs> thanks. I'll, I'll think something new now. Um, but no, it's been great having you on. Uh, it's our second rugby league podcast so hopefully um many yeah. more to come well, so you got the rubbish ones out of the way with me and louis hopefully you can actually get some lads in first get get some decent now don't you <laughs> <laughs> you've tested the water tested the water it works yeah. let's get some decent oh, you've been great mate. It's been i've enjoyed good. it no thanks yeah. thanks speaking for having of louis me. though what, what's he like at, what's he like at work he's like everything you see on tv in you know he's just a big massive ball of energy yeah but i do you know i lived with louis for about four weeks right um I'd bought a house and house I was renting that would come to an end and I was out and bless him and Jess that kind of took me in for four weeks and um, is that why you're so big have you been on Jess's cakes oh yeah (laughs) the dangerous she's good isn't she She she's brilliant Um, I mean they live in my room I've ordered two I've got I've got two slabs coming on Friday have you (laughs) (laughs) the dangerous they are the um, but I I saw the viola with her I I say I'm the only person who who knows the viola with all right. That is different. <laughs> you can tell me that off camera. 
<laughs> he's yeah. Je- Jess is the boss anyway. Put it that way. Oh, I know. Yeah. Which is, I think everyone knows that, but I think he sort of goes to train and gets all this bundle of energy and explodes, and then he goes home and he's and he's Louis. Yeah, uh, yeah. Louis, go do that. <laughs> do this. Do that. Yes, yes. <laughs> we used to during lockdown because he lives in our crescent. It started off on on VE day. But Louis came round and oh, Gav from the Clone Roses yeah, yeah, lives yeah. across yeah. across from no me. Gav. Um, so I'd I'd set my speakers up and my amp and we was playing some like music and stuff and then we did a quiz, and then obviously into lockdown it was like do another mainly Louis like Keith mm. do another quiz do another quiz, so we started doing a, a Zoom quiz on yeah, a Friday, yeah. Um, but yeah I soon got to learn who, who the boss is. <laughs> do you know what I, I, I love Louis? I, he's one of the best. Yeah, you, you meet some. You fortunate to meet some great people in our, in our game, and you meet so many different people. But what a, what a time! And one of the best blokes I've ever met, you know. Yeah. And um, I won't ever tell him that. You know? No, we just did. Edit this out. Okay, you know? we'll edit, 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 edit out. But what 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 a bloke! Yeah, he really is. What I love about Louis though, he um, he's got this. He does this, and it really annoys me. As much as I love it, he's he gets song lyrics wrong, <laughs> like all the time. <laughs> but he sings with such passion and. And Gusto, you know, you sort of question whether they're right or not. By the time we've been driving, we can't do it now because obviously the cash, yeah, it's, it's crap. We'll go back to it. But uh, we've gone from like Cowley to the stadium to do maybe some training over the stadium. And we we, we tend to cash here and the radio's on BBC Two or some, and some classics come. Elton John, we both like Elton John. You just get some wrong, I'm thinking, just annoying me now what kind of stuff does he say <laughs> everything he just just sings I don't know I can't even think of an example which is how rubbish it is but it's just so it's not even the odd word yeah pretty much pretty much but you sort of enjoy his lyrics a lot more than the actual ones <laughs> it's uh, that's lovely I, I bet he's like that with, with his quiz answers he's legend he'll um, yeah he is a legend he, he says stuff with such like a gusto and passion yeah. that you start believing him even though he's talking crap <laughs> You talk so much about. I got a, I got a little message off because we we, we it was, lockdown was kind of coming to an end, and we'd had stuff on, and then I got a little message off Rudy. Yeah, and he's just like Louis number two. Yeah, Keith, me our mate. <laughs> when we doing our quiz? Come on, come on, Keith. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I getting, can... getting abused off little Rudy now. Oh, no, oh well. Yeah, if he's not like his father. Yeah. I've come away, he started going to school and Jess was good because he started coming back with his Ellen's accent. <laughs> <laughs> so he was picking up all his bad habits and she was good, was Jess. <laughs> but he still got it. It's, it's very... St- it's going to happen. Yeah, well, unfortunately. So are, are you two going to have a, a Yorkshire twang? I hope so. I mean, I've got quite a thick accent. It's it's mellowed as as I've sort of lived over here and I've... I know when I first came came over, my accent was that strong. Even St. Helens had struggled with me, never mind the Aussies. So on, on my first day in pre-season, I just signed for St. Helens. I didn't know anyone, you know, I'm sort of surrounded by all these legends. I go into the office, sort of introduce myself to Nathan Brown. I never spoke to Brownie, because I was on Brownie signing. I was I was Rushies and Eamons and, and Kez's signing. And um, I went in and introduced myself and we had a five minute conversation and I still don't know to this day what he said and I'm pretty sure he didn't understand what I said. He said <laughs> just like a lot of nodding. Yeah, he went, yeah. Yeah, well, you're laughing. <coughs> but yeah, you, you can only say what like so many times, can't you? Yeah. And you've got to like make up what he said and he's sort of laughing at things and he's looking at serious and he's it's like, shit, I got that wrong. Oh, was that not a joke? Oh, yeah. <laughs> still. Uh, I've, I've, I've sort of transitioned a little bit. When someone new meets me, especially an overseas signing, 
the struggle. Right. They must struggle with Louis as well. <laughs> and they, they do, and they say that. I know Wolfie said to me a few weeks ago, he said, honestly, I still don't understand what you're saying half the time. <laughs> right, Min, cheers. Yeah, nice. We'll have to try and get Christian on. I see him at the football he's in, uh, on, a, on, a, on a weekend, so I'm going to try and get into his ribs, see if we can get him on. I want to get into yours. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's not shy. Are you it, asking it, him for me? Oh, uh, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> He's that scary. Nah, it, it's funny. He gets stuck in it. We do a lot of wrestling now. It's quite defensive oriented. Is is Wolfie and um, he's never shy to give an example. <laughs> you just, you know, you're sort of doing something before you know it, he's like shot at you in the ribs and you're sort of on the floor. And he's um, he's a strong man. Well, he had the Samoans performing, didn't he? So. Dongans. Tongans. Tongans. Tongans, sorry. Tongans. Yeah. The Tongans. Yeah. Tongans. Yeah, no, yeah. Edit that bit out, Sean. <laughs> he, had the, he had the Tongans performing, didn't he? He did. He did. <laughs> <laughs> they, were, they, were, they were tough teams to play against, but uh, just nah, under Christian, especially, you know, they've sort of developed this this rugby league playing ability as well. Before, I think a few years ago, they were just big, strong boys who can run hard and cause yeah. destruction, but they didn't have that sort of subtlety to the game, which. But you know, Wolf has done brilliant with them. You know, mm. beat Australia, beat Beatles. What an achievement that was! Incredible. incredible. Not beating us, the Aussies. Yeah, yeah obviously. obviously. <laughs> I, I'm a bit biased. Yeah, yeah. It was, um, but yeah, no, he's he's good. Get him on. I mean, yeah, I'll try and get him on. Well, thanks for coming. You've been a great yeah. guest, um, and it's been a pleasure having you. Yes. To your stories. Yeah, thank you. I'm Alex Wansley. This is the Dockhouse Podcast. Please like, share, and subscribe.